2: Hey, what's up, everybody? Exciting news. T is for transformation. My first book is now available for pre-sale at SeanTFitness.com slash book. You know, 10 years ago when I came out with Hip Hop Abs, my three T's were tilt, tuck, and tight. And today, 10 years later, I can now say that my three T's are truth trust and transparency and when you have truth trust and transparency you can achieve your transformation so go pre-order your book today at shauntifitness.com book and i will let you know when i'm on my book tour in a city near you and as i always say trust and believe in who you are again go to shauntifitness.com book to pre-order yours today Because I'm in the joyful mood of transformation, this week I wanted to revisit Coach Tulin's podcast. This podcast was especially amazing for me because she inspired me beyond belief and was even able to bring out some deep emotions in myself. So sit back, relax, and really enjoy And listen to how Toolin talks and how she internally motivated herself to really lose, not just a lot of weight, but to get herself to lose the baggage to start her journey so that she can trust and believe in who she is. And now, Michelle Trust and Believe.
0: What's
2: up, everybody? As a busy guy... I have to multitask, and just a little update. I had an amazing event in Richmond last weekend, and this week I'm going to Indianapolis, julievoris.com. I can't wait, but the reason why I said I'm a busy guy and I have to multitask is because I'm in my car. Yeah, yet again. The interview you're going to hear today, however, I filmed a few days ago so it's not going to interfere with the lovely experience you're going to have about accepting your body and i mean you'll see in this interview i get really emotional for a few different reasons that i won't give away but i will say it's an emotional journey for me because i always try and let people know that it's not about it's not just about the weight or it's really not about the weight or the way you look at all. It really is 100% about what you're doing with your body, what you're doing with your life, and how you feel about who you are. And we have to make adjustments to our life and to our day and to our minutes and our seconds and our schedules, life schedules, to fit into what we want. And Ask this question over and over and over again, but what is it that you want? Because only you can decide what it is that you want and only you can determine the outcome of your existence. And so, in this interview you're going to hear today, you will hear that fit really doesn't have a size. Fit is all different shapes, all different sizes, all different fitness levels. And I believe that you're going to be inspired to continue to go after the you. And to really answer the question at the end of this interview for this podcast what is it that you want? If we can just inspire ourselves and inspire other people to believe in themselves, the ads that you have will become secondary, and the life that you live will become number one. You have helped fitness become a lifestyle. Lifestyle. You have the power, and you you can do, do it. it. Come on, y'all! Get it. I say, Hell yeah. For real? Yeah. Oh. This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. So just a bit ago, I talked about what is it that you want. And so, again, we go through trials and tribulations, be it with our body, with our mind, and our relationships. And we go on a journey, and all of us have a story. And while you might see some celebrities, or you might see people you look up to, and a lot of people act like they have it together all the time, which... To me, is fairly frustrating and annoying because I don't have it together all the time. I do not have it together all the time. I struggle. I get in arguments with my husband. I, you know, I have issues with my friends. But it's about how you work that out and how you come through. You know, things are not easy. The struggle is real. And so, I'm about to introduce you to an amazing woman who. Work from good to not so good to making good out of bad and also creating an alternative world for her kids so that they can come out on top and continue to stay inspired and motivated by her and her amazing husband in this ridiculously inspiring story. And what I want you guys to do is listen and... The post that I put on Facebook about this specific podcast, I would love for you to go in and give some special words to Coach Tulin, who you'll hear from, and to other people who you know that might be going through a similar struggle or or a struggle that Coach Tulin has gone through or she's going through. So just enjoy this because it doesn't get any more real. It is so great to finally... Talk to you. I mean, you know, we talked before, but this is, this is just, it's such a treat for me. So thank you so much. for.
1: Oh my gosh. Thank you. And you might see a cat tail go across because I'm on a call. So it's guaranteed my cats will at least walk around just at least twice. Uh,
2: well, I would love to see your cat. That's really cool. Um, so, oh my God, what's his name or her?
1: This is Sheldon Cooper.
2: <laughs> oh, very cool. And <laughs> Um, where do you, I know you live in California, but where
1: in Huntington beach, California. So I'm like just a half hour outside of like beach body.
2: Oh, very cool. I, um, I, the first place I ever visited when I went to California was, um, uh, Hermosa beach and I love it there, which I think is what, like 45 minutes from you.
1: It's about, yeah, about 45 minutes just up the coast. So I look out, so right on the other side of me is long beach. So I'm
2: really close to long beach. Oh, very cool. All right. So I just want to jump right in. First of all, I want to say I apologize for it taking so long for us to connect. But the reason why is because I know when I I wanted to talk to you or when we eventually spoke, I wanted to not feel rushed. I wanted to have like a good, you know, 45 minutes to really like get in it. And I didn't feel like I would do you justice by like rushing off. So.
1: Oh, I appreciate it. I am patient. No big deal whatsoever.
2: Well, I want to say, first of all, that you are just really one of the most inspiring people I've ever met, and um, I think I want to start off by saying that what's really amazing about you is, for me as a fitness professional, You know, I went through my weight loss journey, I lost my 50 pounds. But sometimes once you get to that point, you still need, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You still need inspiration and motivation to continue to do what you do. And being, having been in this industry for 18 years, the thing that inspires me is people like you. So you are, I'm, I'm going to call you this, you are the plus size fitness queen. And I just, and you have like... Just such a dope style and positive attitude. And I wore this shirt for you today.
1: <gasps> Wait, let me see, let me see.
2: It just says positivity. It does a body good. <laughs> yeah. um, so tell me your story. Like, go all the way in. And if I cut you off, it's just because I'm really interested and I have a question. And so let's, let's go for it.
1: Okay, cool. So I have, like most women, a long story with disordered eating. I remember... Um, Well, here's the thing. Growing up, I was always the big girl in class. Always, always, always. And my dream was to be the petite blonde. Well, I'm just shy of 5'10 now and plus size, and it just never happened. But I went to great extremes. So bullied most of my life. Horrible, horrible, horrible body image that led to um, anorexia. Um, And uh, I get really emotional about it because... It's amazing how many of the women I work with have dealt with disordered eating, especially anorexia and what we've done to our bodies. But by the time I hit anorexia and I, I hit it stride, um, I had flunked the 10th grade. And I had a 0.5 average. So as hard as to uh, work towards a 4.0 average, to work towards a 5.0 average may, means pretty much you flunked everything. And nobody knew nobody knew. My parents didn't know. My mother was 5'2". At the time, I was probably about 5'6", or 5'7". Love the fact that we can fit into the same clothes. And my mother used to just praise herself about having a 19-inch waist. And so, yeah, I really, 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 really had very, very, very disordered ways of thinking about um, body image. And at the time, I was struggling a lot with what I found out later were hormonal issues. And I couldn't have that conversation But I started to realize in high school that fit didn't have a size. And I didn't realize this until um, a girl from high school said to me, she'd reconnected with me on Facebook and said, Tulane, I'll never forget in uh, freshman year, the gym teacher was telling us what weight you had to be for what size. And I stood up and I'm like, that is not true. And this is going back, this is like late 80s, early 90s. And I was advocating for women and I had made this influence, impact on this woman's life to this day. What was interesting, I also realized because of my anorexia, I'd also influenced another woman who went into a deep downward spiral in anorexia because she was petite and blonde and all she wanted to do was look like me. And so it is, isn't that crazy? So it is amazing how I've been fighting for body image to some degree from a very, very young age because I struggled with it. Like it was such a struggle. And, uh. It's emotional. It's so funny. I was talking to another instructor yesterday where I work out sometimes, and uh, he gets really emotional because he used to be 300 pounds. And it's like when you're passionate about this woman you're passionate about the story, you come in and out of just getting, you know, what do you call it? the clumps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but that's where it started. And I, and I found out later, um, and out of being shy and not being able to talk about it, feeling like I was alone, that I later found out that I had PCOS. And the PCOS – I'm positive that my lifestyle choice that I'd made um, probably contributed to it. Poly- polycytic ovarian syndrome. And it's a leading cause of infertility. Um, it's kind of this vicious cycle. So, the more out of control that we get um, in our lives, the worse the PCOS gets. And it's not because that we don't love or respect who we are. We just haven't learned how to take better care of our bodies or how to nourish ourselves. I did not know how to nourish myself. I was starving myself. And so, um, anyway, so from all of this, I had developed a male pattern balding. Um, I had hair growing on my face. Yeah, but it gets better.
2: (laughs) Better as um, in not better. Yeah, 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 it
1: gets a lot better. But I had all the traditional symptoms of PCOS. It took me years to get diagnosed. uh, And I really felt, like I said, very alone. It's not something you talk about. It really can strip you away of your femininity. And um, I remember when I finally, finally, finally got the diagnosis after surgeries and medications and being forced into overnight menopause and just a lot of things, you know, led to where I am now had long-term lasting effects. However, it's not an excuse. Um, I finally said enough and I started advocating for myself and I started taking better care of myself and I didn't have all the answers, but I knew I needed to do it. Well, shortly thereafter, I got signed as a plus size model. I started taking better care of myself and I had the pleasure of being a plus size model for um, several years. I'm about 12, 15, no, about 12 years retired now.
2: Well, congratulations. That is, that in itself is an inspiring kind of like finish line, if you will. Finish line to a starting line.
1: (laughs) Well, I, I, I did that because I wanted to show that fit didn't have a size. Right. And I wanted to show there's a struggle and this goes way back. I mean, this goes way back. And uh, at the time, I was uh, sparring in the boxing ring, and I had to stop <laughs> because they told me I couldn't hurt the money,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: which is such a compliment considering I come out of being, you know, the male pattern balding and things like that. Uh, but what I wanted to do is really it was a platform. It was the start of my platform to show that plus size and what media tried to make it, portray it to be, which was this idea that you had... Um, no care regard for your body. What it was was a community that we could go to at the time to get away from traditional media and start embracing our curves and our swerves and just really living in where we are and really found our inner beauty which projected on the outside. That's where it really started for me. So when I started out as a plus size model, I felt amazing. I felt amazing. And while I was still on a weight loss journey, I ended up um, having to come out of modeling at the time because of my size. I was 188 pounds. I had abs like a fluffier JLo, And I was fit. I was really, 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 really strong. So fast forward. Um, things are great. I met my now husband and we ended up having an amazing life. Beautiful life. And I retired to spend more time, you know, create a family after being told I couldn't have kids. Now I have two.
2: Yes. Congratulations. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And um, had a beautiful life. And we ended up losing everything. Everything. Every dime. Every, everything we owned. Um, it became broken homeless. And so that's where this chapter, like I'm like war and peace. Everybody is war and peace. Honestly, we have so many stories. But um, five years ago, was it five years ago? four years ago. Gosh, we lose track of time. There are periods of time in my life that I did not live in the moment that I can't remember. So I will never live like that again. But we lost everything we owned. And we went broken, homeless, two kids, sheriff coming to kick us out of the house, the whole nine. And there's no manual on how to go broken, homeless gracefully, (laughs) like how to do this and maintain your life. And I went into tremendous fear mode. We allowed people to kick us when we were down. We kicked ourselves when we were down. We felt it was karma. We couldn't figure out what we did wrong, but we figured there's something. There's no way this happened um, without us having to be bad people or bad circumstance. And it really wasn't. It's just the way that it felt. Well, in that process, we gained 250 pounds, two my husband and I. And I'm really competitive, so I gained 150. And um, he lost his ability to walk for two years due to his multiple sclerosis.
2: Okay, let's breathe here for a second, yeah. only because, you know, I, I'm a little bit speechless because I hear you speak now, and you, you have, in the present day, such a positive outlook on life, on life, which is what I see, but I mean, this had to be a very painful moment, so I just want to go back to how, like, what were the events leading up to the homelessness? If you don't, and if you don't want to share, I'm totally no, fine
1: it's here. fine. It's fine. Have you seen the angles I shoot from? I am not shy.
2: Yes. <laughs> I you don't care about angles. Know. You, sh- yes. you know
1: what? Honestly, you know why, Sean? Because we were so ashamed for so long. We were ashamed of our bodies. We were ashamed of our lifestyle. We were ashamed to tell our story. We were, you know, nobody wanted to be around us, and we pushed people away from us. And I'm just tired of being ashamed. So now I just opened my book. And you're welcome to walk in at whatever chapter it is you want, but I own my ish. Like, this is my life, and I make no apologies. And that's it. And all that stuff that happened, now instead of looking at karma, I now look at that and go, that was the most beautiful life lesson in the world. And if all of that didn't happen, I would not be the woman I am today. And every stretch mark, and every pound, and every everything's my story, and I am not ashamed. So how it felt at the time Horrible. I mean, I remember giving birth to um, my second son and having to leave the hospital because my insurance was not in, uh, covering maternity and having to run out of the hospital. I remember... Um, you know, issues with my husband's business partner, um, threatening to kill 40 employees, um, holding ourselves up on Christmas Eve. I This was a very successful life that we had, and we had to walk away from a bad situation. And we didn't know the right – in hindsight, we know how to do it. But at the time, we didn't. And so people think as they, as they journey through these difficult times, why don't you just move? Why don't you just this? Why don't you just that? And it's funny because at the time, you're driving a BMW. But that's because I was waiting for the repo man to come take the car and I was putting pennies into my tank. You know what I'm saying? It's, and I couldn't go to the local food bank because I was trying to still project this life and hoping to build another business of my own. And I needed to go get food for the kids. And my son walking down the stairs and seeing us go through the piggy bank and pulling out all the silvers and then eventually having to get all the copper. Like, that's how we survived. And so I've learned in this process that things aren't always the way they appear. So I've, I, I always now look back, there's like a lesson in everything, and it eventually comes back to me. And I just really think it's God and the universe going, Here, here's what you're going to learn. And what are you going to do with it? Like, you can either continue being a victim, which I did, or you can go and make something of it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I'm making something of it, and I'm not shy anymore. So it was very difficult. I remember, you know, we had to back the car in the garage to leave, and our car breaks down the day the sheriff's coming. We have just what's left on our backs and my kid crying because everything's stuffed on his lap. We're trying to make an, uh, an adventure out of it. My husband can't walk. He's using a walker as best he can and we're moving into this hotel with nothing, with nothing. Um, and I, I there's a, a quote my husband often quotes and it's by, who is it? Gerthe? Who is it? Goethe. Yeah. What's he say?
2: You can lose... Uh... You can lose everything, but when you lose hope, you have nothing.
1: Yeah, you can lose everything, but when you lose hope, you have nothing. It's, it's much more eloquent than that. And somewhere inside, we just had this glimmer of hope. But I was pissed. I was so angry, Sean. I was a very bitter, angry person, and anger loves company. And I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know how we we're going to come back out of it.
2: And it multiplies very quickly.
1: It is a a snowflake into an avalanche. It is one utility being shut down to all of them, to having to eat cheap food. Notice I'm using air quotes. I know we're using a podcast, but, you know, cheap food. And then I remember we were stuffing ourselves. Like... We would get money in and then we would just go and just eat until we couldn't eat anymore. And there's this Chinese food restaurant. I'd go in and I'd get the three item combo and they'd have to put like a rubber band around it and then like another whole thing. And that was my meal. And then I'd get the extra large Coke, drink it down, get more. And then because we lived 11 miles away, we'd stop at McDonald's to get something to snack on because my blood sugar would drop so bad. Because at this point now I'm a diabetic. No health insurance, husband multiple sclerosis, no health insurance. We were stuffing ourselves because. That's
2: what we did. And that's what made you happy at the moment.
1: Um, You know, that's what made us numb. That's what made us numb. Because we didn't feel happiness. We didn't feel sadness. We didn't feel anymore at all. And um, I remember we're living in this hotel room, ticked off. And I'm looking at my husband, and he pulls out these workout DVDs. And he pops them in, and he pops in. At the time, it was p 90 x and he's on his hands and knees doing this workout. And I'm mad because he's in front of the only TV in the room. And I want to eat my Chinese food. I see Chinese food in front of him when he's to work out. Um,
2: Wait, so your husband's on his hands and knees because he can't walk at the, at the time.
1: He can't walk. He's a former athlete. And um, he's now lost his ability to walk with the stress. And obviously the bad nutrition, just our lifestyle. And for two years, he couldn't walk. He could move steps, but that was it. And so here I am, 350 pounds. My husband barely walked. We have a little one. You know, we only paid our car note just in case we couldn't pay the hotel room. Have um, you ever seen a documentary called uh, "The Motel Kids of Orange County"? We were just basically a step outside of that. That was my that was my kids. But my kids didn't know. My son knows now. They know now. But at the time, we didn't want them to know. We made it an adventure.
2: How old were they? Uh,
1: memo was. About three. Two and three. And then my oldest was in the very end of fourth grade. Hmm. So what is that? Like ten, something
2: yeah. like that? Yeah. So, so they thought you were on an adventure.
1: Absolutely. We made it an adventure. I mean, they knew the stress in our lives, they knew everything that was going on, but we didn't want to dump that on them. So the hotel, I remember I, you know, brought in our duvets and I, I, I remade the beds and um I did everything I possibly could to make it homey and fun. You know, going to the beach was free. So we'd spend, you know, every day after, after school and go to the beach and just play. And I remember it was during that time. My husband's emotional.
2: Oh.
1: Okay, you got to stop or I'm going to get through this.
2: <laughs> he can come over to the camera. I would love to talk uh-huh. to him, too.
1: Well, now he's got to pull himself together. No, you know,
2: I tell people tears, I know tears are, you know, I tell people sometimes you have to go through the bridge of emotion to get to Excellent. the other side. And each and every day, how's it going? Each and every day, we all go through some sort of emotion. We We're not afraid to laugh when something's really funny. So when we relive some of these moments, I feel like it's very important to cry and to get out the emotion because... They're happy tears, they're sad tears, but again, we're looking back at that point in our lives that got us here today. So you guys are beautiful to me, and please don't be afraid to get emotional because I'm one of the most emotional people you'll ever
1: meet. (laughs) You know, but it's good to cry, Sean, because we didn't even cry for a long time. Like the moment where you start to feel again, you stop being numb, and you start having these emotions and the flood of emotions. I remember when I started working out, the flood of emotion that came from it. It is a natural part of our process. And, you know, we are, here we are, broken, homeless. We're at the beach. And I'm, it's somewhere between 3.30 and 3.50. It's about 3.50. And I'm in a blue bikini. So I was done. I was done. And here we are in Newport Beach. And I went out and I have a tremendous fear of the water. And I'm afraid of sharks. And I used to surf, which is really funny. Um, and I remember I started walking out in the water. And I go, I have nothing else to lose. Like, I need to lose this fear. And I open up my arms to my face to the sun and I'm done. I'm done. I'm done not living life. And I have these kids. And all my husband wants to be able to do is be able to run with him on the beach. You know, we're thinking the MS is now, you know, here we go. And this is the end of our life. And I said, i got time to make up. I have to make a difference. And so my husband and him starting on his workouts on his hands and knees is my inspiration. I didn't tell him at the time because I wasn't going to do that because I was mad. Uh, but he was my inspiration. And I recognized that exercise didn't have to be the way that we saw it in the DVDs. that It didn't have to be this rigid, like you had to know out of the box that it was a process. And I'm watching this former athlete. I mean, this guy was so built when I met him. He had to buy jeans that were two sizes too big because of his quads. And he used to crush my hands and his bicep without flexing. I just put my hand like right here on him. And I'm just watching this guy just trying to save his life or make the best of his life. Because we really thought we were coming to an end. Whether it was going to be because of multiple sclerosis or at his own hand. And we were done. And so uh, we finally got this little apartment And uh, I had to walk up the steps. And it was the only place that would take us. And it was run down. It was cheap. And I thought, oh, my gosh, on the second floor. Here's my husband who can barely walk. And he went to walk up the second floor. And quite honestly, I could barely walk. And it was in that moment that I realized that walking was a gift. That what I had was a gift. And that the state that I was in was because my body believed in me so much. When I stopped believing in myself. And if it took me to gain 150 pounds to get through any one of those situations or the entire thing, then I'm grateful to my body. I'm thankful for it believing in me, and now I'm going to give back. And I remember walking up the 12 steps to my apartment and being at the top, and the world would go gray. I wouldn't have an ounce of oxygen left in my lungs, and I would feel like I was going to pass out. I thought, I'm in really bad cardiovascular shape. I've got a problem and my kids could find me in bed every day after school. I was ill every single day and I'm like I got to do something different. What am I going to do? Oh my husband had gone to a garage sale and I thought, "All right, and I'm going to do, I'm going to do insanity."
2: <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> what a feat to take on when you can't even get to the top of the stairs. Now that is a defining moment of I'm going to take over my life, you know take control of my life.
1: Well, I have this guy over here inspiring me. And, uh, you know, our, our 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 apartment is made up of, like, trash furniture. And our, our couch is this thing where some cat went crazy on it. I mean, we just really tried to make do. <laughs> I diy as best I could. I mean, it yeah. was just the place of the mess. And I don't remember my husband picking up the workouts. And he picked up at a garage sale at one point. And so I popped in the DVDs. And I went, oh, hell no this is not happening. I'm like, you have two choices right now. <laughs> you have two choices. You don't have any health insurance and you're heading down a bad path and you have to change your life. And so at that moment I said, I'm going to commit to move for 14 days. So while you guys were all jumping, this was me. And when you guys are raising a knee, my, my belly was six inches down my thighs and I raised it a knee. And when you guys got down, we're doing anything that was in a plank that involved raising your knee up. I learned from my husband, he would hold on to something. And we start oh hold on. And we started doing I can't I can't do it, but literally start doing knee raises on the side. He was teaching me to crunch or you know, engage, I guess is the word I'm looking for. I learned to engage my core because of you, the ha, so you hear me, ha, all throughout any video I've ever made. But before this, I told my husband he noticed that I started working out and he wanted to cheer me on. I'm like, don't say a flippin' word right now. Don't even notice, like don't bring attention that I'm trying. I just want to get through 14 days. And I started sharing on my personal social media page. I had no followers, no friends. Everybody either pushed them away or they ran away from us. And I get it. Um, And I committed to moving for 14 days. And I was so mean to you, Sean. I was so mean to you. Ugh. But I
2: I would. I forgive (laughs) you. I forgive you. So keep look. Tell me how mean you were to me. I think. Because, you know, I say, if, if you hate me but love me at the same time, and I'm using the air quotes, then you're doing it right. right. You know, because insanity is about digging deeper. And you are the essence. True, Both you and your husband are the essence of what it takes to dig deeper and what it takes to get results. But I'm going to let you continue.
1: Okay, so when I started... I could only get through about two or three minutes. And, um, you know, like I said, I was a, I was very, very, very large, but I also wasn't used to moving. And so I needed help to get off the couch. And like I said, just going up the steps was difficult. And so if you actually, um, on my personal Facebook page, I have the original album. And it's called Insanity in the Membrane, a little Cypress cell. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. insane yeah, in the brain. Yeah.
1: And, um... I have it in there, and I tell people, don't comment or like it, because it literally breaks down everything that I was celebrating on a daily basis, and that meant that I got through two or three minutes, or whatever it was, and I just, I'm like, I stopped watching you guys, and I started
0: listening, Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. And boy, did you have some shit to say.
1: Because it wasn't you and your abs, which are beautiful, by the way. But it wasn't you and your abs. It wasn't the people in the audience. I said, I am no different than them. And I listened to you. And you had a lot to say. Two minutes led to three minutes. Three minutes led to four minutes. I would get to the point to where I would dry heave three times. And if I finally did it twice, my husband would remind me I have one more. And after every dry heave, I'd say, good workout. <laughs> and I just kept pushing. And I remember when I got through the warm-up, my way, I didn't do insanity your way. I did insanity my way, but I was looking at all of you guys and I said, I stopped saying, I can't relate to them. And I started saying, look what's possible with my body and not in shape, but I started to appreciate the athleticism and I started to appreciate what the body is capable of. And as I just went through this process, I remember when I finally got through the warm up, and I'll never forget when I got to the (laughs) single digits, and I actually sing to you. Well, I was really mean to you first. First, I was really mean to you, and so I'd say things to you like um, things that started with the F word, SH, all sorts of other things. And then when you would go and check on other people on their form, I was really mean because I was like, "Oh, look at the big girl still going," and Shantini's needs to go check on the form.
2: <laughs> look
1: at me go, and I was, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh yeah, you to go check on form. Nobody's checking on my form right now. I'm still going. I'm rocking. Oh, go check form and." Be- People are like dying out there. And so I would, yeah, I was competing with you a little bit. I won sometimes, but your back was turned, so you didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really how I went through it. And I'll never forget the single digits. And the day that I hit the single digits, and I sang you a song. And it was um, Beyonce's uh, Single Ladies. But I called it, um, it was Oh, the Single Digits, Oh, the Single Digits. Um, you want, won- <laughs> wait. Uh, it was um, it was F you, Sean. You want me to do what? I think I'll do my own little thing, and I break out into the Carlton.
2: Hey, all right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had to
0: sing the song in my
1: head. <laughs> and that was such a defining moment to me that I did it, and I remember day 70, and this is the first video I ever pushed, uh, posted on YouTube, YouTube, is a video I was going to quit. On day 70, I got airborne. Mm. I got airborne, and I the size forced me to learn to land softly it was a risk but I did it and so I remember somebody said one of the few people that were actually commenting or following me in my journey said to me hey Chilin so what?" Ha-? it was Bianne I totally remember and she goes hey Chilin what happens after day 14 I said well day 15 of course <laughs> and I'm like oh shit I'm in
2: yeah you're in
1: okay all right so let's go so I'm like all right so this two-week thing works so I'm gonna focus on another two weeks And I'm just going to focus, and I'm going to focus, and I'm going to focus. And so I broke the entire thing down, sometimes down to another minute, another exercise, another, another something. And I couldn't get on the floor with you guys and get back up. I couldn't go your speed. I couldn't do anything that you guys were doing. But I do not see my brand of insanity being any different than what you guys are doing because I was doing my best. I was huffing. I was puffing. I was sweating. I was improving. And I was working out. And I was not going to be defined by what it was supposed to look at, like, I was going to be defined by my own competition, myself, and how well I was doing on each and every day. Each and every day, I was a little bit better. and I could find something on a daily basis to celebrate, and even if it was, pressing play.
2: So, can I tell you a story? Yeah. Really quickly? And I'm going to try not to get emotional about this. But
1: Cry. Crying's good.
2: It's like when I was... When I was doing the workouts, when I was recording the workouts, I was doing them for that reason that it's not about what you see on this side of the camera. I wanted to say, this is for everybody, like digging deep is for everybody. And So as I'm going through my, when I was going through my own personal weight loss journey, it was like, it was just the way that I felt and I wanted people to feel good. And I didn't want them to be judged on like the way. I didn't want them to be judged on by judging the way they look in the mirror. So, you know, when I heard you say, I didn't look at the screen. I just, I just looked at myself and I was listening to what you're saying. It almost is like this, um, cause we all go through these tough moments in our life. And so, me personally, I'm going through a tough transition in my life. So, when you say that, you know, you believe in what I'm saying. And I think that's just the easiest way. It's like, I don't care what you look like. I I could care less. If I meet you and you're not at your best, it could be that you've only lost a pound, but everyone is fit at some point. So so when I when I hear you say, I didn't look at the screen, I just looked at your voice, it really, it validates every moment why I came into this Journey Into this weight loss, into this, I should say, fitness lifestyle and why I'm doing what I'm doing because it's not about the weight. It's not. It's about everything that happens above the shoulders and how much you believe in yourself. So I just wanted to say, and this is not the end of the podcast, I just wanted to say thank you because this was a defining moment in my personal self and in my career to see you guys sitting there because we're on Skype and to hear you talking and almost validate you know when I started this journey I said if I can help one person that's it like I I don't care how long I'm in this like if I can help one person and I got definite definite two so here's my I'm going to have to throw to a commercial real quick when we come back we're going to hear more from Coach Tulin and The emotional journey that she's on And how she came out on top And she, even after right now Inspired Sean T Sean T's Trust and Believe Will be right back I'm so excited to announce That this podcast Is sponsored by Prepped Foods, that's right, your boy Shanti now finally has a food program for you, a home delivery system that can help you eat healthy, eat organically, and always stay on track with your food. Go to preppedfoods.com to find out more and to order your first meal so that you can have a healthy Breakfast, lunch, and dinner prepared by yours truly. That's P-R-E-P-T-Foods.com. Now back to Shanti's Trust and Believe. Okay, we're back. Let's continue. I'm sorry I had a little breakdown moment there, but there's not many people that get that out of me, but I see you two. It's just unbelievable, so let's continue your story
1: well here's the amazing part first of all see you get so emotional like you know you're my brother right like I, was I really, do like,
2: I know that <laughs> you're my brother so uh,
1: you know I, I it's you know you t- t- think for a moment and I had never had any aspirations to be in health and fitness and from that moment, I started teaching other women you know, they of her coming to me all of a sudden and I started helping them get through insanity my way. And I started sharing what my body looked like on the journey. I didn't care about the lighting. I didn't care about the angles. I didn't care about anything. I literally did it for personal accountability. And I taught women to listen to you. And I really hear your message most, Sean, honestly, in size. In size, it is just like this I can listen to you all day. It's church with Sean. Because (laughs) it is and it's real. And I heard it from insanity. And that moment changed my life. And it changed my life in the sense that I go, you know what? I'm gonna be a proud plus size health and fitness motivator, and I dare anyone to tell me any different. I'm gonna motivate other women by just sharing my journey, and I I did it my way, no box, no definition. Didn't look at anything or anyone. The reason why I started it is because at the time, this is about three years ago, I couldn't find another woman like me in motion. I didn't want to see the after because at this point, all my hair had gone white. You wouldn't know now, but <laughs> sure <all wouldn't>. my-
2: <laughs> good <laughs> now hair kind of- you got there.
1: It's it's kind of it's fierce today. <laughs> it's high today. I need the haircut. <laughs> um, it was at that time that I recognized that I needed to focus on health gains and not weight loss. I stopped focusing on the weight loss. I'm like, if I can start getting my health in shape, and and, and in truth, I really didn't think the weight loss was going to happen. I just kind of thought my glory days were over, if that makes sense. I could see the age in my face. I could see it in my skin. I could see it in the lines and the white hair, everything. I had aged tremendously at that point, and I said, I just need to get healthier. I just need to get better. And I realized that that was it, that I'd been doing it wrong all along, that I was focused on the wrong thing. And then I realized that the weight loss is a side effect to a healthier lifestyle. And so when I took the weight loss pressure off of myself, and I started digging deep as to why I put on the weight, And I knew that, again, as I shared before, it was my body's way of helping me get through some very traumatic times. And so I created, I I forgave myself. I forgave myself. And in that self-forgiveness started coming self-awareness. And I started getting to the bottom of why I was carrying the weight that I was. Why I would spiral back out of control. What was it that I was working towards? You know, et cetera, et cetera. And I had to... Have a real kind of genius with myself. I had to pull my head out of the sand. I had to get real with why I was where I was. And I realized that I had been numb for a long time. Sexual abuse had come out. You know, all these different things had come out. You know, this is the second time I lost, I lost everything. My family had lost everything as well. too. You know, there was all these I've been on my own since I was 16 years old. Um, Year 17, I guess, 16, 17. So all these things had built up on my body. And so it was my goal to get into my mental health, pers- uh, myself, just have a real conversation with myself. And that's when I started realizing that it became an onion peel for me. I became an onion. And I just was peeling off the first layers really crumply. And I started peeling them off and getting to the bottom. And I stayed curious and fascinated by my journey and by the discoveries I was making. And so that's kind of where it all started
2: wow so i think we should all breathe for a second here <laughs> i mean this is this is you have an unbelievable story and the, the two of you combined i guess i would ask you know people here i mean you've d- been very descriptive on how you um, got through the tough times and what you did and i love that p90x and insanity was a big part of your guys you know getting better. Um, what would you tell people right now that are in the middle of this situation of... I mean, I know plenty of people who work out every day and they feel like the results aren't coming or they can't get out of that job or they're in a relationship and their marriage, and they wanted to work. What, what would you tell them, like, how to get through the tough moment that they're going through right now? I, for me
1: personally... I had to stop being a victim of my circumstance. And I recognized that it was very comfortable to stay unhappy. Change happens outside of our comfort zone. And so it's that fear. Um, it's that fear of what if, and fear of failure, and fear if it doesn't work out. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, for so long I worked. We work to be safe and secure. Like we, we're afraid to leave the safe and secure situation, which really isn't safe and secure because we're not happy. But then we're we're only going to leave if we move into this other safe and secure situation. And I learned from a therapist who had asked me what I want to do, and I said I just want to be safe and secure. And she said the world has never been safe and secure. And so now what I recognize is that if I want to make change, that's in me. And that first step is the hardest step, and to take that step, and to no longer give your power away to another person, situation, circumstance, and instead of focusing on everything all at once, because over it's overwhelming. And while I feel overwhelmed, is a choice. I tell myself this all the time. If I feel overwhelmed, I say, "Overwhelmed is a choice." Focus on one thing, just one thing. I focus on movement. Just to move my body, I didn't have a weight goal, I didn't have anything, it was just to feel better, healthy. And I focused on movement, and by focusing on movement and taking better care of myself, it bled into every other aspect of my life. Everything, it's like water, it fills every crack.
2: I I love what you were saying. I spoke to a, a group of junior tennis kids yesterday on the court, and you know, I told them. You know, with tennis, I always use tennis as an example because it's my favorite sport. But I feel like it goes hand in hand with life in a sense is the way you win a tennis match is consistency. And the way you become consistent is always being uncomfortable because when you're on a tennis court, there's someone trying to keep you off balance. You know, the ball's going here and you never know where they're going to hit it. So the more you can always step just a little bit outside of your comfort zone, you will always be prepared or as prepared as possible for life. And it's like your therapist said, the world has never been safe and secure. We can go from this phone call now, finish with such an amazing high, and we can get a phone call that, you know, that is an unpleasant phone call about a situation or a person of something. So we have to stay in the present and always be be. Comfortable being uncomfortable. And you, and I'm sorry, your husband's name, I have to... Kareem. Kareem, okay, because Kareem, I'm sorry. And it's like, I've known you guys for a while, but the funny thing is, and I have to humbly say, apologize... Like to me, it was like the Coach Toolin crew. Like, I didn't care what your first name was. You were like, you were like Oprah. Like, Coach Toolin is like Oprah to me. Like, I'm like, this is all I need to know. You know, Coach Toolin. And I have to give you like another little, um, so I sent you a message on Twitter and you didn't write me back. And so, wait, so listen. So you are like my Oprah. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, she didn't write me back. Like, does she not like me anymore? Like this is this is me going through my head. <laughs> but anyway, I know it sounds so crazy. But you know, I have so much more to talk to you guys about. But what I think would be instead of continuing on, because I feel like we have you have inspired a lot of people, both of you. I have I have a challenge for both of you. After sitting here listening to you, And being inspired when I, when I hear and meet amazing people with amazing stories that have positive and amazing energy, I feel like we should be in the same space. So I want you guys to think about it. You don't have to answer right away, but I want, I want to invite you both to my house because I want to, I really want to tell, I want to show the world. What it's really like to dig deep. And so what I want is I want you to take me through a day of coach tooling and the plus size fit. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because I don't believe I don't believe fit has a size. We share that. Fit does not have a size. You can be fit at any different level. And people know me as like the crazy insanity guy, right? But you knew me as the crazy insanity guy, but you did it your way. So I want you, I want to invite you both to my house. We're going to go through a day of Coach Tulan and Kareem. And I want you to, I mean, we're going to wake up. You guys are going to make me breakfast. You're going to put me through the plus size insanity workout. You know, I definitely want to get into, um, you know, how Kareem was able to get through all of his workouts with, you know, I think you were using a walker, you said, and then I, I just want to, so so this, I'm, this is my challenge to you because I want people to see like that I'll still sweat, I'll still die, I'll still whatever by doing what you call the plus size insanity workout. So people are not afraid to start somewhere. So that's my challenge to you. We're in. Oh. I didn't even have to ask you. (laughs) I can't believe
1: I ignored you on Twitter, by the way. My My apologies. I I was
2: devastated. (laughs) I was beyond devastated. I was like, what is happening here?
1: Was it a
0: direct message?
2: It was a direct message. And I was like, she did not write me back, and my heart is broken. So then I said, said, Alex, you have to reach out to her. Maybe she's not mad at you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, my people this room it's like me and my husband I always tell people like I, I, I when I respond to people on email because I get a lot of emails on a daily basis and I respond to them all via this video email I talk to every single person if you wow. come up to me I hug them all I just I sit and I talk to them and um, yeah I, Twitter's the worst way to get a hold of me but I'm gonna <laughs> go look but I gotta tell you something
2: uh oh uh oh snapping of the fingers you know
1: what this is a full circle moment and it, it's our honor and we need to set a date and just make it happen because I absolutely do And it's really funny how full circle to know that I've had an impact on you and you've had an impact on me that led to a change in my life to helping other women like myself. And I remember we were on the cruise, and I'm like, I'm going to get bold. And I go, Sean, I came up to you, and I've never seen somebody look so green before.
2: (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. What happened?
1: (laughs) And so I came up to you, and I go, Sean, can I take five minutes with you to have a conversation about plus size and fitness? And look at how everything comes back around. I mean, this is why I went through everything I went through. This is why, to have this moment. And look, when we meet and we come out to your place, I'm going to get you a sash, which is honorary plus size, because you (laughs) are one of us. Because I have the hashtag, Fit Has No Size.
2: Yes. It's really
1: important to me. And you have no idea what an impact you've made. Well, I think you do, because they come up to you. But you need to know that, your words have a tremendous impact on us, and I am so honored to be able to do something with you for our ladies and gentlemen.
2: Yes, of who course. For on
1: that journey to fit to show that it doesn't have a size.
2: So this, is, so this is great. So now we'll have a follow-up to this. But before you guys go, um, first of all, I want to say thank you again. I mean, you guys are just inspiring, and I wish Kareem would have came to the camera much sooner, but it's fine. He's so cute. So what I do with all of my guests, um, I ask them a speed round questions, Uh-oh. and you only have five. Se- do I say five seconds or three seconds? Five seconds to answer. So the first thing that comes to your head, and you cannot if you, if you don't answer within five seconds, I give you the buzzer sound. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. What is your dream destination vacation spot?
1: Cr- um, Borbora.
2: Oh, you know Darren and Danielle went there for their honeymoon. I'm mm-hmm. super
1: jealous. Maybe we should do our workout in Bora Bora. Nah.
2: <laughs> Let me see if I can get somebody to sponsor that. Okay. <laughs> All right, ready? Next question. Taylor Swift or Justin Bieber?
1: Oh, my gosh. Oh no. I am a closet believer. <laughs> no. I was a, I'm was a former goth girl, and I'm so into Justin right now. Like, I'm about ready to comb my hair down.
2: Oh, my God. It's so interesting because I, when I look at your style, I'm like... Where's that style come from? Former goth girl. This is good. It, it works well for you. Thank you. All right. Next question. Favorite treat food?
1: Oh. And I can't have anymore.
2: I guess we have to find out when you come to my house. Next Uh-oh. question. <laughs> All right. Favorite guilty pleasure TV show? <laughs> Ghost Hunters. Oh my goodness! That's awesome. I I'm love that. I'm obsessed with those ghost shows. Obsessed. I love it. I mean, I have to, I have a ghost story for you when you come to the house, and we have to watch it outside with uh at nighttime with the fire going. It's gonna be okay. Me. Okay. F- uh, next question. First concert you ever went to?
1: <laughs> bon Jovi, Cinderella.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. Okay, cool. Favorite quote you live by?
0: They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty five day returns.
1: I'm not a before. I'm not an after. I'm forever a work in progress.
2: Oh my Dash goodness. Coach Tulin yes. Yes, this is great. I love that. That's great. Are you a coffee girl or a tea girl? Well, you're
1: a Turkish. So I'm girl.
2: Turkish. I'm a tea girl. Turkish? You're Turkish? Yes. Teşekkürler for doing this podcast.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: yes. Okay, so we we'll have to speak Turkish when you come to my house too. Yes. <laughs> but I, the first time I had Turkish coffee, I was in heaven because I was sitting out by the Bosphorus River and we and I had the coffee, and then I drank the coffee, and then you have to turn the cup upside down. We have to do that when you come here.
1: I can't read it, but we'll pretend. We'll
2: we'll act like we're paranormal and psychic. Here we go. All right, so next time, next question. Tell me one secret thing you can't live without. Uh,
1: Aveda Pomade. Because i got to keep my hair
2: on point. You know, it's so funny. I was thinking in my head, I was like, it better be the hair gel. Because (laughs) your hair is doing everything or more. And I love it. Okay. Next question. You have two more questions to go. All right. I'll let you finish your water. (laughs) Okay. Stranded on a desert island, who would you rather be with? And why? So here's your two options. Donald Trump or Kanye West? Kanye. Why?
1: I just, I would be thoroughly entertained, and I love his music, and i work out to him every day. So oh, I, very
2: cool. Okay. Yeah,
1: and I can't work out to Trump. That just ain't happening. Yeah,
2: like, that's not a good voice to work out to.
1: No, and he'd be jealous of my hair. He would be Oh, my God.
2: Oh, this is great. All right, last question. The capital of California... Sacramento. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, guys. So before you go, I have a little surprise for you. Hold on. I got to take off my headphone. Hold on. Let me make it
1: official.
2: There you go. Your surprise <laughs> comes right now. I'm How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. He's gonna be your roommate for thirty six hours, so you better get used to this lovely face. Yeah. This, this is my version of morning hair, but yours is on point. Your hair today. is like the bomb. I love
1: it. Isn't it. It's great. The more I work out, the wider it gets. I yes. become a she wolverine.
2: Yes. <laughs> I love it. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much. We are Alex will be in touch so we can dis- discuss when um, you two can come out and have you know we have a day together. I think it'll be really fun.
1: I think that would be awesome. That's really Thank you. And uh, this is really cool. This was way cool. Are we still live?
2: Yeah. yeah. Are still live? Oh. No. Yeah. Right. like. I like I, can... I love the natural talk, yeah. so it's fine. Oh. Hey,
1: Sean, I uh, just wanted to say one thing. Uh, at one of the events, I actually got to uh, tell you how much I appreciated you, not only for um, the fitness, but also what you do as far as the LGBT community. I have a lot of friends who are uh, are gay, and, uh, you know, to have somebody as visible as the two of you guys uh, with such a loud voice, be able to give them support and give them hope that, hey, you know what, sooner or later, this this is going to be acceptable as far as throughout the country and nobody is
2: going to have an issue with it. Uh, That was something that was very, you know, near and dear to my heart, and it was a moment that I got to share with you and I appreciated that uh, ever since, you know, so... Yeah, well, I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's so interesting. Like, we just live our lives. Like, we don't judge the people. I don't feel like we should be judged. And I think the reason why... Well, I mean, I can get into a whole thing. But if you aren't experience, experiencing it for the most part, you don't understand it until you allow yourself to understand it. Yeah. And, you know, I don't start my workout video saying, hey, what's up, my name is Sean T., welcome to Insanity, I'm gay, let's right. work out. Like, it's, that's yeah. not what I do. You know, for me, like, I don't care how big you are, how small you are, what you did last night, my yeah. thing is hopefully in, along this journey, it can make you to be a happier, healthier person. And, you know, the, the interesting thing too is we don't strive to be um, the spokesperson for the gay community what we strive to be is the best people we can be in, in hopes that people can see that we're gay, gay comes in many shapes and sizes, but ultimately, we're just human. Yep. Two humans that love each other. That's all that exactly. matters, man. Absolutely.
1: So I am. Uh, Absolutely. There, it's, I, I love that because I feel the same way. I'm not looking to be the spokeswoman of plus size women. You know, that's not my intention. I want to bridge a gap between those who are plus size in the health and fitness industry. That's my goal. And it's moments like this that just bring it that much closer for them to hear that, no, they really do honor and love this. But I'm the same way. I'm without judgment. You know, the only thing I'll do is I'll look at the guy next to me if I'm lifting heavier weight than he is. I'm like, yeah, check that out. Well, you
2: know? sure. <laughs> you got to have a little competition. You know what I'm saying? But you can still wish him good luck. Exactly. (laughs) all the time
1: and it's amazing that we get to inspire people in love regardless of who and how they love and i get to inspire people in fitness regardless of their fit level and it's just it's just it's amazing i think i think it's all really meant to be so
2: yeah i I mean i've said this before if we can just inspire ourselves to inspire other people the abs that we have will become secondary and the life that we live will become number one yeah absolutely <laughs> Bye guys Bye, guys! I really hope that all of you Are inspired by what you heard I hope all of you can find A piece of you in Coach Toolin, And I hope all of you Really do trust and believe And understand that I'm here To help you become a better Version of you And a lot of people say that You know, I want you to be a better version of you you know, but do they have a meaning behind it? Like, do you have a meaning behind just saying that to someone? Like, what is your story? Because, you know, we can all put up words. We can all, you know, we can say words. But are you actually acting on, or at least attempting to act on, what you're quote-unquote preaching? Like, are you acting on it? Or are you just saying it to gain followers, or saying it to get attention. And I know that might sound kind of harsh, but it's the reality of the reality. People just go on and they say things, but Coach Tulin, like, she lived this. Like, you can believe her, you can follow her, and interact with her, and understand that it's real. And so, my point is, don't just say it. Don't just Post a picture about it with some words like live it and believe it. Because if you can turn away from the TV and listen to my voice, or if you can turn away, close your eyes and listen to your pastor, or if you can, or if someone can turn away from your cute outfit for the day and listen and believe in what you say, that's when it becomes real. How real are the people you're listening to to guide you, and how real? Are you to help guide other people? I have no idea why I'm going on this path. I think just because, you know, Coach Toolan has inspired me, you know, you heard me say it. Like, she's my Oprah. I see her. I'm like, this person is living the walk, talking the talk, and just being 100% authentic in the space that she's saying she wants to be in and that she's being in it. So... Yeah, I kind of went there for a little bit. But stay connected to the journey. Live, breathe, and just always continue to be the best that you can be. And with being the best that you can be, I'm going on a four-part series. I'm going to release the interviews for a little bit, and we're just going to talk. Because I'm going through some transitions in my life. That I need to talk about and I know that can help you really understand where you want to go, where you want to be. And I'm going to do a four-part series of don't let people bring you down. Don't let people control your existence. Don't let people control the path you want to go and be it business, personal, and definitely don't let yourself sabotage yourself for being what you want to be. That's where we're going with this. We're going on a four-part series. I'm just going to talk because that's my heart thinking. Because we can't settle for what other people want us to be. We can't settle. We can't let other people make decisions and choices for who we are. And Coach Toulon in this interview inspired me to go on this journey, this four-part journey of don't let people control you or control your existence because you have all the tools necessary that's percolating in your body. Next time on Trust and Believe. Okay, guys, I definitely want to give props to our producer, Todd Midget. You can find him at NC Fit Club. I want to give huge props as well to our designer of our logo and for our website at Darren darrenatoni.com. I want to give another big shout-out to our transcriber for the great words that you see when you go down to the blog, and that is Alex Correo, and you can find her at Alex O-R-E-O, so Alex Zero R-E-O on Instagram. Alex Corral, thank you guys very much. Stay tuned, stay strong. Peace out. Check, check, one, two, three, check. For more support, visit me at facebook.com slash Same on Instagram and Twitter. Or visit me at shauntifitness.com for more support and more motivation.